Hi, I'm Billy, a developmental paediatrician. And I'm Nick, a developing parent. We're going to use scenes from iconic movies to talk about how we best support our kids. This is Pop Culture Parenting. Hey, don't let your mother smell that beer on your breath. She'll take it out on me. Daddy, and what does it do? Just use your best judgment to trust you. Well, Billy, we've arrived. We're here just in time for Christmas. <laughs> just in time for Christmas, and God, I love that intro music. It is lovely, isn't it? Well it composed. Do you have a bit to do with that one? Uh, no creative input. I, we we both built some ideas about what we wanted this to look and sound like, and then um, yeah, a friend from the dog park actually put that music <laughs> together. So shout out to Josh from Earthcaller. But yeah. yeah, it's just a beautiful. Gets me. I've always been really excited about this podcast, but that music really kicks it up a notch. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this podcast, Billy? Why we're we here? Yes. So yeah. So my name is Billy. I'm a developmental pediatrician, um, and I really enjoy getting to talk about some of the stuff that can help support child yep. development and well-being. Um, I sit in a clinic and get to do it one-on-one with families, which is amazing, really rewarding privilege to have. But it's a long wait and we know that lots of families won't ever get to see someone like me. So I spend a lot of time in the community at footy clubs and yep. schools. Um, at least a couple of times a week I'm talking to groups of parents and professionals about how to do this stuff and um, I've learned a lot from them along the way. And so I've been on a couple of podcasts lately that seem to have been helpful. So we thought let's um, let's do this where we can do it a bit more regularly and have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And just on that, the parents and professionals, do you mean like it's nurses and teachers and stuff? Like who is it you're talking to? Yeah, so I'm really lucky that I get to work really closely with a lot of teachers yep. but also other clinicians that support families, yep. psychologists, occupational therapists and speech pathologists. Yeah, awesome. um, yeah, and a lot of other people, like who people who work in um, social services or family care providers, yep. maternal child health nurses. Ah, yes, those angels. Yes, they are. They are. <laughs> they are angels, and they're really highly skilled, and they support a lot of our community. So it's this. I've definitely learnt more off them than I've taught. But um, but yeah, so it's heaps of fun, and so hopefully we're going to bring some of that stuff here in a way that's kind of useful for families to help their kids. Yeah, awesome. Um, so my name's Nick, and I work in uh, communications, and I I'm here helping Billy. Well, not helping Billy. I'm helping myself because I actually love storytelling, uh, and working with content and social media media um billy had been speaking to me for a long time he's like let's do this podcast and i was like all right let's do it and um i think as i became a parent um it became more apparent i just started hitting billy up for a few tips and tricks and i thought they were really useful so i think being able to talk about these in this forum hopefully for parents just so they can listen to it makes makes it a bit easier and, and more rewarding um but yeah i uh i'm really pumped I'm, I'm glad we've actually finally gotten here to this stage where we're actually recording and um yeah, like I said, just out in time for Christmas, which is great because we've got a nice little Christmas movie we're going to talk about today, Bill. Yes, mm-hmm. yes we have. And maybe before we get to the movie, the, the bit that listeners might be interested in as mm-hmm. well is that we're, we're both dads. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, both new dads uh, learning about it. I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, one uh, Veronica and Winifred, um, who keep my days busy and full. Um, it's... Yes, two two girls. Uh, yes, dad, dads with daughters, as are you, Billy? 
Yes, and you've, you have two gorgeous daughters um, that I'm lucky I get to see a fair bit. And yes, I have a seven-month-old daughter of S, which has um, been a nice kind of awakening <laughs> of uh, I've been working with families in different contexts for 18 years and I've been a dad for seven months and I... Um, yeah, I kind of understand a little bit more about a lot of the things that parents come to me with, you know, seeking help about. So it's been amazing for me. And how have you found that, given that you are a paediatrician and now you've actually got a kid? Yeah, so I think I've always been good at, like, understanding that this stuff is hard. Mm. But I think it's in living it I've gained a lot more perspective mm-hmm. and empathy for how difficult this is. And I guess... You know, very quickly, one funny story that people might have heard me talk about is, you know, the first night that Yvette came home from the hospital. Yep. I think you've probably heard me tell us a few times. <laughs> yep. But I'm really lucky to work in an unsettled babies clinic and I helped write guidelines that get used all around Australia and overseas about how to support kids that are unsettled. And I've also written a couple of articles in, you know, academic journals about unsettled babies. And so... First night, Yvette came home, <laughs> said to my partner, Annalise, you know, you go to bed and get some rest. I'll look after Yvette. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was maybe about oh, two hours in that Annalise came out and was like, I think you need a hand. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> great, great lesson for me in the realities of, um, you know, the sweet spot as we, you and I talk about, the sweet spot between mm. the textbooks and real life. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, so it sounds like that was, that was uh, a really challenging time, but I think, as we kick off an episode each time, we're going to start with our uh, our Winslows and Griswolds for the week. Um, so just for those of you who are fans of the uh, the 80s and 90s, we've got uh, the Carl Winslow, which is our win. Carl Winslow is a dad in Family Matters. And we've got our Griswold moment, the bit of a, bit of a challenging period or, or where you, you probably weren't at your best as a parent. Um, so we're going to be pretty honest about these different ones each week. Um, but I think... Billy, we might start with our Winslows. Let's get a little nod here from Carl, the dad himself. I don't object to fun. I love fun. In fact, I'm the grand funk master of fun. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, what a voice. What a dad as well. He's, he was a great dad and we'll talk a lot. So the reason we're talking about kind of pop culture stuff is that we know that a lot of things influence how we parent. Mm. So one of the big ones is how you were parented. Yep. how those around you parents, yep. what your kind of community and cultural beliefs are. But, you know, the movies we grew up with and the things we were watching as kids, so when you and I were coming up and seeing those parents, has had an influence on us and how we do this. So we thought, what a great way to look at this. Your genius idea to use movies and TV shows as a way to make uh, this a bit more fun and a bit more realistic. Yes, genius is, is, is generous. We were rolling around with two children strapped <laughs> to us at the time and we were like, where did we actually learn? What shaped our parenting? And I just kept thinking about like... Uh, Full house and, you know, the dad sitting on the end of the bed giving the tips and tricks and it was a beautiful ending to every episode and everything was beautiful, but it's not exactly the case. And so I'm like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't like full house. I'm Danny Tanner just knocking it out of the park. It's like, no. No, it's not, which is where, uh, yeah, Chevy Chase comes in a little bit. But <laughs> before we get to him, yes. Yeah, so I guess, should I go first? With yeah, my please. Winslow? Yep. Yeah, so the win that I've had in the last week, actually, um, Yvette uh, has unexpectedly, we've had to put her into daycare a bit sooner than planned. Mm. Um, And I always thought I was a pretty relaxed dad, um, you know, up until some actual pressure came in and then realised that this stuff's much harder. And I actually, um, she had a bit of a rough start at daycare, was just really struggling with it. Um, And then the win I had is that she, she had a, you know, a few hours 
there during the week and um, it was really nice to hear that it went well. And I kind Huge of walked win. up and picked her up and I could see win. you and your lovely partner, Henrietta. And um, yeah, it was just a really nice feeling that I kind of felt like I I was, you know, making right decisions and things were going well. So it was really nice. Yep, yep. Heard it firsthand because our kids go to the same daycare that she'd settled in nicely and I was like, Billy, have you heard? It's, everything's going well. Um, so yeah, I can tell that's a big win. My win of the week was... Um, we went to a it's Christmas, so I went to a Christmas party yesterday with all the kids in the in the pool and a lot of other kids sort of in and around my oldest daughter's age who are swimming. Um, we've had a last couple of years; it's been hard to find swimming lessons. Um, so she hasn't quite learned to swim yet, and I feel a bit bad about that. But she was amazing yesterday in the pool. Um, as you, those who've had to do uh, swim lessons with their kid, you know, getting their head underwater can be really challenging, which he jumped off the side of the pool, head underwater, trusted me to get her, took her back up. And it was just this moment of relief because it, that sort of took about an hour, hour and a half of being in the pool. Uh, and yeah, that's okay. that's not an easy road to get there. And it's it's not until you start doing it that you're like, wow, that's, I just thought, you know, kids just run up and jump in. No. So that was a really big win. It was a real relief um, that she's sort of showing those signs to want to swim because I'm a, I'm a, I do a lot of swimming, a lot of water sports myself. So uh, that felt really good in that moment. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's great, especially around her peers and you getting to celebrate that with her in the moment too. So that must have been really amazing. Yeah, it was good. But to every ying there is a yang, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's plenty of yangs this week, uh, always are. But um, this is our, our Griswold moment, our, our, our time when it wasn't fantastic. But I might throw to the great man at this stage, uh, Clark W. for... <laughs> <laughs> his intro. Hey, don't let your mother smell that beer on your breath. She'll take it out on me. Yeah, that's Clark W. So sometimes not our finest hour of parenting. Mm. And um, I might, well, I've got the mic. I might kick off with mine. Um, oh, God. I, I, I sort of told a white lie um, to my daughter. I said that um, she wanted, I'd sort of told her she was having chicken and chips for dinner um and i through the week was like oh i just don't want her to have it so i told her the chicken chip shop was shut um and she was she was okay about it but i felt i felt pretty ordinary that i had lied it was a white lie in hindsight um but i i didn't feel good about it so i think i i'm keen to learn how to manage those tougher conversations with my kid from you billy because i don't certainly want to set that up as something that i do consistently over time so maybe we can talk and learn about that a little bit but um yeah it felt a bit shitty frankly like it yeah. just didn't feel good so um yeah i, I want to not do that next week <laughs> yeah it's tough isn't it and i think mm. that's yeah that's definitely something that we should explore in in future episodes about how you know how do you overcome some of those challenges where you feel like there is no win you know you can't if you're honest it's going to be tough and mm. you know you don't feel great when you tell them something that's not true as well so It'd be a great thing to explore as well. Yeah, and I think, I, I don't know, I give myself a hard time, but in, in like the context of the week, it was the fifth day of the week. <laughs> Friday, can just say Friday, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it was like the end of a long week. It was like another sort of warm end of the day and I'm like, I, I don't think if I say this is a choice, it'll go well so or go over well. So I just sort of weaseled my way out. Anyway, 
I'll yeah. cut myself some slack. It was a long week. Long week. And yeah, we're not aiming for perfect. We'll all fail. <laughs> we're aiming for perfect. So. Yeah. yeah, I think so. What was your what was your uh, Griswold moment, Billy? Oh, my Griswold moment was a bit of a funny one. So um, Yvette's had a, uh, you know some pretty bad nappy rash at the moment. So I've been trying to get her out of a nappy and outside. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, hopefully some listeners can relate to this, but I find it really hard spending hours and hours with her when she's not interacting with me. So she'll mm. have something in front of her and, you know, she's interacting with that and I'm sitting with her and kind of watching her play with it and it's great. But it's been a pretty busy week so I've felt pretty guilty about it but a few times I get drawn to my phone and I'll be looking at an email or something like that. And, um, yeah, she got me back pretty bad for that because I um, I kind of smelt something and looked <laughs> down and she'd booed all over my legs. So it was a nice kind of pay more attention, Dad, um, moment but... Yeah, it's something I'm trying to get better at um, and I'm, I'm still struggling with it a bit because it can be really hard just spending hours and hours with a seven-month-old um, and, yeah, quite frankly, a bit boring. But um, <laughs> You did pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> I did pay the price, so she got me back for it and it's a bit of a funny story. So, yeah, that's my Clark Griswold where I haven't kind of done things perfectly. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing each week. I mean, these are just the ones we can remember, but there is plenty in that one. That one's certainly quite a memorable one, Billy. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure uh, she won't let you do that again or be on your toes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, it's there's so many that happen in a week, but um, I think it's really nice to be open and honest about it. I think that a lot of the stuff that's on social media is, like, how great people might be parenting, but... Just don't know how helpful that is. So I think being a bit honest about it, that this can be really rewarding, but it's actually really tough as well. So I think we're going to have maybe an avenue where people can connect with us on social media and send in. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, as we'll get into briefly or in a moment about how uh, the show structure and what we're going to be doing, but we're really keen for people to send through things that they want to talk about, um, topics about parenting that they hear about, they might pick up, they might hear from school, they might hear on online that they can actually send through to us at Pop Culture Parenting via Instagram or popcultureparenting.com.au. So people will be able to go there. They will be able to um, uh, upload just what what you want us to talk to and about or get Billy to research and me to bring in some real-world case studies. <laughs> and some movies and TV shows. We want yeah. people to bring in, especially scenes they've seen that they think, you know, was this good, was this bad, and we can then, you know, talk about it. Yeah, and that gets us to how we're going to tackle this show each week, which is we're going to bring in uh, a favourite scene from a lot of films from our childhood because, as we said earlier, these are the things that matter most or that helped, we think, shape our, us as parents a fair bit. So just using film scenes from popular films like, you know, could be, oh, today we have Home Alone because it is Christmas. It was either, yeah. it was either this or Die Hard. <laughs> yes, we've got a great one for Terminator as well. We've got a great one for Terminator as well. So we're going to use these scenes. Um, we're going to bust them out. So we want... Any scenes you like from films that you want to send through that you think are, are instances of parenting that um, are great or might need some work. There's plenty in um, any of the National Lampoons. They're really great. But um, that's what we're actually going to talk to each week. So those as well as any topics you want to talk to or we can try and find scenes as well from popular films to bring those to life. Yes, great. Which I guess brings us to what we're going to talk about this episode. Yeah, which what's is, the topic today? So the topic that I thought would be great to talk about is Time Out. Um, the reason that is I was speaking at a school this week mm. if you want unexpectedly had a vet with me so if anyone wants to see a funny photo on social media um, I had to, had to do a school talk for about 45 minutes holding a 7 month old so that was great fun 
But I sat at the end of it, um, I had this lovely mum come up to me and say, you know, Billy, I'd really like to talk to you about how my little boy's going and, mm. you know, lots of kind of emotional challenges. And she said, you know, I'm trying to use time out and it just doesn't seem to be helping. And it kind of gave me this great opportunity to talk about something that I speak about commonly with families. Yeah, so time out, like this is where, is this kind of like being sent to your room or sit in the corner or just like you need to go and relax for a bit? Like what is it? specific or where does it come from like i think also another term but yeah yeah i think that's kind of what it's become for a Mm. lot of people is kind of just you know go to your room and i'll close the door okay and you can come back when you've learnt your lesson or kind of whatever it is um and yeah i think that that's not really helpful so anyone who's doing it a certain way and goes yep that works for us that's awesome but i obviously hear a lot of families that are trying strategies like that without them being effective. And so I think it is a good opportunity to have a discussion about what the evidence says about something like that and how breaking down specifically how to use it. Because everyone knows the words, yep. but I don't think there's a, a good discussion that happens about what that might actually look like in a way for it to be effective and actually yep. help. Okay. Um, mm. But you seem to think, or there seems to be some evidence that it's not that helpful doing it? The, the kind of direct approach of, um, you know, what we can kind of maybe see more as like punishments, there's not good evidence for that in terms of kids getting better at kind of regulating their emotions. Yeah. But there is actually in the, where it came from, which is really interesting. So Time Out actually came from a guy called Montrose Wolf. Like how cool a name is that? <laughs> I'd listen to it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, what a name. But yeah, so Montrose Wolf in the 60s kind of came out with this approach that's kind of based in, you know, and supported by a lot of kind of attachment theory and childhood development theory about how, you know, little minds learn um, and how important the people that influence that learning like parents are in that process. Yep. Montrose Wolf in the 60s actually, you know, coined the term, but a little bit of it's lost. So it was never called just time out. It was called time out from positive reinforcement. And the distinguishing oh. thing about that is what he meant by positive reinforcement was kind of fuel on the fire. So the child is in the moment struggling, hitting their sibling, screaming yeah. because they want ice cream or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What he was actually talking about was they come out of that situation that they're being completely overwhelmed with. So you just separate them from that. So like you said, like, hey, hey. Little Billy, come over here. I'll just just take a moment, mate. Yeah, and it's really nice that you said come over here instead of like get to your room or yeah. go over there. You don't have a room when you're out getting ice cream, so you just got to... <laughs> no, <laughs> and we should talk about how, how this can happen when you're not at home as well because I don't think it's an, an exclusive kind of go to your room kind of thing. No. Um, but it's a really good point that, you know, it's actually... It's a child showing us that they need more support than they currently have. And so I don't like the idea that, hey, you're really struggling. You're acting in a way that isn't keeping with what we expect of you. So I'm going to put you in your room on your own and you figure it out. And it doesn't matter if you're two or if you're 12. It's a really hard place to go and learn something on your own sitting there really elevated. And and I think that's where it kind of goes wrong a lot of the time is that it's it's not it's, it works when it works, not because it's a punishment, be, because it's more support. Okay. So what would Montrose have done? So, yes, Montrose. Monty. Can we just call him Monty? Let's call him Monty. It's <laughs> probably where he, Yeah, Monty. Monty. So, what yeah, I think what Monty and the researchers that have talked about this say that, 
there's actually a few steps to doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think the first one is with all this stuff, I'm going to speak heaps about emotional development, but yeah. is like trying where we can what's going on in that little person's world and what's their perspective of this situation. It's put Yeah, so put yourself in their shoes a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, kind of how are they feeling? Like they it might be ridiculous that they want ice cream for dinner, but, you know, they're or that they don't think they should share with their little sister, but they feel like it's unfair. And so what's going on for them in that moment? The next bit is also what's going on for you in that moment. And if you're really stressed and you're like, I don't have time for this, I can't handle this, then that's a really challenging thing as a parent to try and do something really well in. And so I think a lot of the time we need to recognize that we don't need to do this perfectly every time. We've got to look for opportunities for doing it well when we've got resources, we're calm. Yeah, because it is, yeah, it's almost like, it's not just like it's this like fixed nice moment and walk into this room and oh, the child wants ice cream and oh, I can, I can address you at this moment. It's I'm coming through the checkout. There's 15 people behind me. You want that yowie or that kinder surprise? And I'm like, nah, can't have it. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, there's people behind me. I'm backing up the line. I'm now having an an engagement, a chat with my child. It's really tough to Mm. just, yep, deal in that moment. I find it really tough now. I just feel like I'm... Well, it's just stressful, isn't it? Because you're like, other people are watching me. They're going to be judging like how I'm going to respond to this. And, you know, our kids are very good at picking up when we're stressed or anxious or angry. And, you know, so I think it's it's really challenging. And I think we've Mm -hmm. got to have an approach that's actually realistic, not this is how to be a perfect parent. Yeah, okay. Um, I just, just quickly, I just was thinking earlier about my first timeout moments. Actually, when 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 I was a kid, we used to have a timeout wall at my primary school and they'd make you, if you'd been naughty in the yard, they'd be like, go sit on the timeout wall. And it was like this two foot high red brick wall. <laughs> you always see sort of kids at lunchtime, you're like two or three just sitting there on this wall. And I remember my first encounter was my older brother sitting on the wall and I was like, I walked up and I'm like, you're on the timeout wall. He goes, yeah, I'm in trouble. And I was like, heavy. <laughs> and I was like, I just walked away. I was like, wow, he must have done something. But that was what timeout was. So I don't know. So if you're an educator, I guess, so it's fine being a parent, but if you're like an educator or someone that's working with kids, like can you apply timeout? Yeah, definitely. And I, I probably learned a lot of these strategies from parents and educators that mm. have taught me how they've done it effectively. Um, so, yeah, with the mum, what I was talking about is, you know, that little boy is probably struggling in that moment and she was kind of saying, look, how do I get him to be able to do what I want him to do. Um, and yep. this kind of, this time out and putting him in his room isn't working. And we talked instead about like what what skill are we trying to get him to, to acquire? So like if, you know, for example, if it's like, you know, he's hitting his younger sibling. Yeah. Then how do we say, well, we actually want to get you better at sharing or get you better at having some self-regulation when you get upset or whatever it is. And it's actually about how do we build that. So when we see that that's a realistic expectation, so we're not asking too much of the child and that's really important that those expectations are set not in the moment but beforehand to say what we're working on is sharing. And then we say, okay, reasonable thing is that, you know, you will be able to share with your little sister when you do some stuff. Yeah. That's actually really good as opposed to like settle down. 
Yeah, exactly. Even when it's settled down, we're trying to think about yeah. how we can skill our kids up in emotional regulation and self-regulation and, and understanding it's really hard for us. Yeah, that's actually I just, thinking about like it's almost folks saying, no, no, this is what we're actually working on mm. as opposed to I need you to settle down, which is frankly, that's what I would do in that moment. That's unhelpful. Yeah, I mean, I how helpful it is it you when you're upset <laughs> if someone goes, hey, settle down? <laughs> oh, trigger. Trigger. So, <laughs> trigger. yeah, so when you're three, it's the same. Yeah. Like, so how can we recognize when they're struggling, go in? So it's not straight away either. Hey, you just snatched it back or you wouldn't share. You go in mm. and re- in a clear, understandable, realistic and fair way, say, hey, Billy, like remember we're working on sharing and I know you can be really good at it. Yeah. So more support, more direction, more guidance. And then if it works, awesome. Episode over. A lot of the times <laughs> it won't work. And so what do you do then? And sometimes that child needs to come out of that environment, but they come out with you. So you're not responding and reinforcing and saying, I'm going to give you attention because you're hitting your sister. Mm. You're saying, this is too much for you at the moment. I'm going to bring you out of the heat of it. And I'm going to support you until you come back down to being at the level where you can do it and you're not completely overwhelmed and upset. And then I'm going to guide you back into that environment with clear expectations of what you're going to be able to achieve by sharing. And then I'll keep reinforcing you and supporting you until we figure it out. Now, the bits where it goes wrong is that it's not consistent enough and kids need to look around and see the same thing happening because then they know it's predictable. And they go, every time I'm playing this game with my sister, if I, if I don't share, mum kind of comes in and the game doesn't continue. But when I do share, it's awesome because I feel really good. I hear about how good I am at this specific thing. I get to play the game, mum's a part of it, my sister's happy and it really reinforces this beautiful attachment and bonding that's happening in that moment. So, yeah, I sat there in silence. That is, that's really good because I'm just like, whenever you say these things, I just go, I, I can go and practice this half an hour from now because I'm going to walk <laughs> home to two girls playing and I'm like, I'm going to use this. So, I mean, I need to practice it too. This, is, this stuff is the easiest yeah. stuff in the world to say, whether it's to a family one-on-one or on a podcast or at a you know a conference I'm speaking at, it's really hard to go home and do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good thing is there's there's lots of opportunities there for to do it. <laughs> there is lots of opportunities, and like one thing that we're going to talk about a lot in this podcast is reflective practice. So yeah. the bit that's important is that families go. We're trying to all as a family, so not little Billy. We're trying to all as a family get better at sharing. Yeah, we've all agreed in a in a settled happy time that that's what we're all going to work on, and we've made clear expectations of how all of us will do it and when any one of us is struggling with it we're all going to come in and support that person love it hey so just on that so that all of that actually the stuff of the moment which is so useful because there's just constantly those moments are you removing the child at all for any time out purpose or are you doing it there on the spot am i taking them off to the bedroom to be like hey I want to work on the sharing. I think, you, you know, this is something we can do or are you doing it there? Because I'm trying to understand whether timeout is removal from situation to elsewhere or is it just there we're doing it? What's the go? So what I like to think about, and we'll do this in a separate episode, is that yep. kind of that moment that the child's struggling emotionally, mm. you know, is sometimes an opportunity to catch things earlier. And this yep. is the same kind of stuff. Yep. If there's a chance that you can go in and support them and keep them there, sharing with their sister 
with extra support guidance, some cueing. That's the best. That's awesome. But very quickly you go, actually, like he's I can't engage with him. I can't like I'm I'm not really bonding with him right now. I'm not kind of we're not together on this at the moment. So that's when you take some of the heat out mm. and say, you and I are going to come over here because I can see this is a bit too much. Yep. But don't worry, we're going to get back here. But we're going to come over here and both together as a team, we're going to get back here. But we're going to yeah, get back right. here in a way that's sharing and happy and fun for all of us. And that's where the bit happens. So you don't kind of go out and go, cool, seven minutes, I've got my clock. Seven minutes, <laughs> we're standing here. Seven minutes, I'm pinning the door closed and you come back out. You're watching them and responding and being led by the child and going, mate, I can see you're ready to go back in now because I can see your breathing has calmed down. Oh, you're yeah. looking at me. You're not as tense and that's awesome. You've done so well in getting to that point. Mm. And now you and I are going to go back and we're going to do it really well because I know you can. And then you go back and share with them and it blows up again. You go, what do you reckon, mate? Should we go back? Because I reckon we can do it. But do we need to go back or do you reckon we can stay here? And then he has an input and he has an understanding and he's getting really clear messaging about what's going on. And you're saying, mate, I'm here until you need me to be. Like we're going to get to this point where you're sharing. Mm. But well, let's just do it together. And as much as possible, trying to role model being calm and clear about it. And that's, that's when it works really well. And that's what parents have brought to me over, you know, 18 years of working with them is that that's, that's a really good way of doing it. And it actually is you know, really supported by good research. Yeah, I love it. Billy, for those that still, well, actually, you talked about role models in there. So maybe we actually play the demo of what we're talking about today where we've actually seen this instance and where this has taken place to give people more context to understand it. Yeah, beautiful. And then maybe afterwards we can um, we can look at how Kate and Kevin go. We're doing Home Alone. Um, <laughs> Great movie. So good, so crisp. And we've actually, like, we've we've been working a lot on this to try and get it out there, but this was a good deadline for us because we're like, Home Alone, amazing movie, really cool topic that links with it um, and it's a great movie to watch for uh, research or work. Yeah, I know. Well. I know. We have to watch it like three or four times. <laughs> tell Henrietta, look, this is for work. <laughs> it's a big piece. Um, but I'll play the scene. So just a bit of, bit of context. It's at the start of the film. It's up on our social media. So you can go and watch it there if you want to actually watch it. We're going to play the audio now. Kevin's been going back and forth with his older brother. He's been baited. He's not having a good time. Kevin's going for some time out. So Kate's taking him up for time out in the attic. So I'll play the scene. Joe Pesci's just turned up. He's looking like he's about to rob the joint, but you'll see You'll see it on the socials. But here is the actual scene. There are 15 people in this house. You're the only one who has to make trouble. I'm the only one getting dumped up. You're the only one acting up. Now get upstairs. I am upstairs, dummy. Third floor? Go. It's scary up there. Don't be silly. Fuller will be up in a little while. I don't want a super fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. I know it. Fine. We'll put him somewhere else. I'm sorry. It's too late. Get upstairs. Everyone in this family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. 
there it is. Yeah, it's such a great scene, isn't it? It's and such a great scene. Yeah, and it's funny because she's such a great mum and it's just, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, in this moment and the lead up to it, if people can remember, it's just, it's chaos. Chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. I'm going to jump in here. It's pure chaos. They've got yeah. delivery driver there with 10 large pizzas. Everyone's fighting over the food. They've got the cops there. You know, Joe Pesci's scoping the house. They're trying to deal with them. They've got in-laws. They've got cousins. It is bedlam. There's got to be 15 people in the house. Yeah, and so also what's happening is like Kevin is really struggling. Like he's trying to get someone to help him pack the suitcase. Mm. All his siblings are making fun of him because he can't. He's, you know, wants some pizza, but that pizza's gone and kind of that's what – is it? what's his brother's name again? Buzz. 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 Yeah, that's what Buzz is making fun of him and saying, I'll have to buff it up and you'll have to eat it. <laughs> and so he's he's constantly like having his his, you know, feelings about himself challenged of like – can't believe you can't pack the suitcase. We don't care about you because we didn't save any cheese pizza for you. And he's like reaching out to multiple people saying like I need a bit of support. Yep. And then what happens is he escalates. Like he runs it. He runs at his brother. And then, you know, the chaos in the whole house goes over the top and it's all kind of pinned on him, which they is that scene of yeah, yeah, yeah. little jerk that his, his yep. uncle says to him. Yeah. Which is, yeah, pretty harsh, isn't it? Because you Super just think, harsh. I think he's like seven or eight. Yep. And, um, yeah, he's he's picking up how, you know, stressed and anxious the environment is, trying to get support and not getting any. And it's not a criticism of anything that's going on. It's a <laughs> normal thing. But it's not surprising that he escalated to the point where attention did have to come on to him, even though it was in a negative way. And they're just really challenging, like, his ability to do things, independence. But as this kid goes on to show... Yes, <laughs> Can booby trap a house. He can booby trap a house. <laughs> can really take care of himself. He but can, yeah. Yeah, they were really into him at that stage. So he, he was at the bottom of the totem pole. Definitely. And that's that's what happens. Like and he even as he's going up the stairs, you hear him say, like, everybody's picking on me. And that's what we spoke about with the perspective stuff. And and she's actually pretty good at listening to him. Like when he says a couple of things, she's like, I really hope you didn't mean that. So she is Yeah somewhat in tune with what he's experiencing. Um, that's obviously a really hard thing for a mum to hear a child say, but we've got to understand that any behaviour, so running into his brother saying like, I wish I didn't have a family or whatever, yep. there's an experience that's happening for that child. And I'm often, I often see kids where they're like, this is the behaviour thing we want sorted. Mm. We want this to stop happening. And my point is actually what's the experience and emotions that are underlying that and we understand a bit more of what's going on for Kevin because we've watched it actually from his perspective. A lot of those scenes at the start Mm. are what's it like to be this seven-year-old in this chaotic we're about to go to Paris environment. Yeah, so in that moment like would Kate have asked questions like as they're sort of going upstairs a bit like what? what could have been So I think it's fine to go upstairs. The bit where I don't like is that she's kind of like, yep, you're struggling, go off and think about it and learn about it in the attic. And yep. ignoring like how scary the attic is or anything like that, I I don't think there's many kids that are struggling in that moment, then are completely left on their own, reflect on it and go, yeah, you know what, it must be stressful for <laughs> mum to be getting ready to go to Paris. And I must be pretty annoying to my older brother. And it is a bit silly, I can't, you know, like that's crazy. So mm. what my point is, like going back, what I think she could have done 
is taking him out of that environment of the kitchen where his uncle's having a go at him, his brother's making fun of him and everyone's kind of too much and he can't get any of the support he's trying to reach out for. Taking him somewhere where that support is and going, Kevin, I love you. I can see this is really hard for you and I want to try and make it better for you. How are we going to do this? And that's a different way of doing it that isn't locking him in the attic mm. and jumping on a plane without him. <laughs> Not the, I don't think an that, accident. That was an accident. So, are you like really? So, Kevin's seven, but like I got younger kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I expect their input back from that, or is that, or am I just trying to show them that I am open to hearing from them? Because if I go, you know, Winnie, or Freddie, you're, I can see you're really struggling. You know, what can I do to help? Like, I'll get something back, but I'm not sure I'd get. So remember that. It's, it's more about how you act as a role model than what you say. So don't put pressure on yourself to say the right thing okay. to Freddie when she's struggling. Yep. Just make sure that if she looks around, she sees you there with her. Yeah. That's actually the most important bit. So like, hey, you know, you've just got really upset because of something that's a bit, you know, out of keeping and a big emotion and it's a bit too much for what we expect of you. Mm. But. I'm going to really support you and I'm going to be physically present with you and I'm going to make sure that it appropriately for where you're at. So at a three-year-old, I just say, you know, Freddie, like this is, I can, I can tell you're a bit stressed, you're a bit upset, that's okay. And then when they're coming back, they're looking and their breathing's, you know, they're settling down a bit. You go, how about we go back in and we play with your little sister because I know you're really good at that. And then you go back in that moment with them. The long discussion stuff is not, it's helpful about building attachment and bonding with kids, but I don't think the solution is in saying things perfectly. It's just trying to respond to the needs of the kid and showing them that you're supporting them. I've got to come clean. Mm. I do try the old Danny Tanner off the end of the bed and like, hey, let's go have a chat. But it feels like <laughs> with that insight from you, it's like it's too long. And it's it's like, too long and also like think about yeah. you, you know, something that upsets you. So you get cut off in traffic and you're like, oh man, that guy, I can't believe you just did that. You know, he caught, nearly caused an accident and you get upset. And then yeah. a minute later you go, God, why did I get so upset about that? And you reflect on it. But it's really hard the next time someone cuts you off to go, remember two weeks ago I told myself <laughs> in the car I wouldn't get annoyed at anyone cutting me off. And it's the same with kids. that The end of the bed conversations are great. But if we're expecting that when they're really elevated mm. and getting worked up, mm. they're going to remember, hey, remember me and dad spoke about this. That's just a big challenge for a kid. And I think that kind of being with them in the moment and trying to help them acquire the skills that they're trying to, to gain. So what, what Kevin's trying to gain is you know an effective way of getting support. So he he tried. He spoke to his siblings. He sp- he spoke to everyone, saying like, "I need help packing a suitcase. Where's my pizza?" And what Mum could have done is gone. Yeah, like I'm really sorry that we we didn't notice. But what do, what do you reckon is a really good way of doing that? And you know, coming and saying to me, "Hey, Mum, you know, I need help." And I, and I've got to learn as well as a parent to respond better to you, even when there's all this chaos going on. And we're going to work on this together. And then it's about giving in that skill so that and it is really hard and it must have been really annoying when your brother ate all the pizza. But I reckon a better way of dealing with that is not kind of completely exploding yep. but by saying, you know, I need a bit of support from, from me or your dad and, you know, then together we problem solve it with you kind of being the person that's at the centre of all of that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Kate could have done that. 
yeah. She could have, and she's yeah, she's great. She gets back she's somehow awesome. gets back from Paris in two days or something <laughs> to when she realizes she doesn't have him, and you know, with the help of John Candy, John Candy, the back John of the Candy's car. great Polka King, but um, <laughs> yeah. So it's I think that's where that's where the magic is for that moment for Kate and for Kevin is like it's not that she pulled him out of that environment. I think that that actually was the right thing to do because he was clearly struggling too much in it. But then, you know, responding to his needs and setting up some expectations and then supporting him to meet those expectations in a really warm, responsive, loving way, I think is the important bit. Yeah, and I think it probably would have changed the way the film went, Billy, because he might have come back downstairs. Yes. Might have gone to his regular bedroom, <laughs> gone to Paris. House would have got robbed. But <laughs> the house would have got robbed, but like maybe less drama. Coin. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful house, isn't, isn't it? A lot it? of the movies we're going to be talking about have got these beautiful houses that I think set up a bit of an expectation that we'd all, as little kids, have, you know, a basketball court in our backyard. And yeah. Two-story house and yeah. a tree house. And Six bedders, basement. Yeah. Yeah. those American basements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Okay, so Billy, to, to kind of summarise on this point though, like the quick takeaway for parents, like what what is it, what are the key couple of things to remember and maybe it's ahead of time or practice now, but when we go away this week, and in all seriousness for a moment, I'll go away this week, that opportunity will come up, I'll have the chance to do it, what do you reckon I should do either now or what should I do in that moment that is realistic? So I reckon looking out for signs that, you know, Freddie or Kevin or whoever is struggling a little bit earlier than the complete eruption and then going into them and saying, hey, like I can see this is a bit tough for you. Yep. You know, I'm going to give you some really clear expectations that we agreed upon about how this works and I'm going to help you achieve that. If it gets to the point where it's like you can't do that in this environment, sitting at the table or whatever... I'm going to come out of that environment with you and provide that same level of support. And it might be in your bedroom or it might be at the supermarket. It might be just we we go out of the kind of checkout and just go, hey, like I know this is a bit hard and I can see you're trying really hard, but I'm going to give you more support so that, you know, we can get through this checkout without getting too upset about it and, you know, we'll do it together. So I think that's the really important bit is like what are we trying to help our child get better at and how are we explicitly and specifically doing that in a way that's actually fair and appropriate for them and it's really clearly communicated to them instead of kind of a punishment of you swore, you hit your brother, you did something that we yep. don't like and so I punish you for it. It's I'm going to give you more support and then I'm gently going to back out so I get to the point where you're sitting at the table, you're sharing and I back out and I've given you that independence in that skill. And then they're going to keep getting better at it. Awesome. I'm half an hour away of practicing that at lunchtime <laughs> with the kids on <laughs> Sunday. They're, they're really good. But, yeah, that's fantastic. I reckon I can take that away. So I'm going to I'm gonna commit to obviously trying that. I'll try and actually I'll, I'll pen some stuff at the end of the day and actually come back in with my notes of actually what happened, how it went. And if it didn't work, good chance it won't first time around. I want to um, sort of get some more tips from you. And that goes for the same for anyone listening to this. So the idea is that if you if you like these tips, you want to apply them, we hope you do, think they're useful, want to hear how it went for you. So you can contact us again via the website, popcultureparenting.com.au or you can just leave a comment on one of our posts or slide into our DMs on Instagram, popcultureparenting, um, and just tell us how it went. Did it work? What didn't you get? Is there a gap? And uh, we'll try and... Um, 
we'll try and work through and Billy will address any of those questions that come through. Um, could be a 10-hour podcast. No, it might be a 10-hour <laughs> podcast. No, the next one. But it'll be, um, yeah, we'll just sort of get into it and, yeah, because the theory's great. And I actually understand it and I think it's it's applicable but it's like, let's see how it goes in the moment, eh? Yeah, we're going to learn this together. Yeah, so awesome. we're going to learn this together with listeners and go through it. And it's not about, you know, lecturing people about this is the one way to do stuff. It's about having a discussion about how do we each bring something valuable to this and how do we learn as kind of a community that's going to be a way to support all of our kids epic thanks billy um now we'll reveal what the next episode or movie will be taking apart via our socials um and we'll do that each week but again hit us up on pop culture parenting uh we're pumped we've got this one out the door and uh thanks very much for listening yeah thanks nick Just use your best judgment.